Hello Originals, I'm so glad to have this time with you and to talk about soul care as we wrap up our series in Cultivating Community for Good from the book of James. Suppose you're walking along and you see nails in a parking lot. What are you going to do? Or if you're walking along a trail and you see broken glass there, what are you going to do? Hopefully you'll stop and you will pick it up. What if you observe someone speeding along to where there is a washed out bridge? Are you going to seek to intervene? And what if you see a, a fellow believer whose life has picked up an error or if they've drifted in the wrong direction or if they're uh, languishing in their faith? What are you going to do? Will you care for their soul or will you turn away? Will you pray? Will you inquire? See, James has introduced this matter of soul care in the life of the community when he said, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And where we pick up this week, he summarizes here and wraps up his whole letter uh, quite quickly in James chapter 5, 19 through 20, as he plants a seed of hope and encourages us to not turn away from someone who is in trouble in their Christian life and faith, but instead to care. So I'm going to read from James chapter 5, beginning in verse 19. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. James is speaking here of soul care, of a kind of spiritual care in the life and ministry of the church. And first of all, soul care is a mutual ministry in the church. Notice what he says, my brothers and sisters. So he identifies himself within the community with the brothers and sisters who've been called by Jesus into community. Soul care is a mutual ministry that we give to each other. It's reminiscent of the word that Paul had in Romans chapter 1 when he says, I'm longing to be with you that we might have mutually, that I might be mutually encouraged. And then he indicates that soul care is something that each one of us would need. He says, if one of you should wander from the truth. This is like that hymn that says, uh, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. And the word from Isaiah chapter 53 that says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We have a common Savior because we also have a common need to be saved. We have a common move away from the truth, away from God himself. But it's also not that we each are prone to wander, but that we are able to each participate 
in this turning ministry, in this caring ministry. Notice he says, whoever turns a sinner will save them. Whoever. That means any one of us, as brothers and sisters in Christ, might be used of God to plant the seed that creates space in someone else's heart, where it lays um, the power of the word in the life, or where we accompany someone who is feeling weak, and we go with them into their life towards Jesus again. The second thing that James shows us here is that soul care does indeed create space for a return to Jesus and to his truth and his grace. This is a ministry of the Word and the Spirit. James has been keen that we would all look deeply into the Word of God, not forgetting what it shows us about our life, so that the Word of God becomes a mirror that reflects back to us where we need the grace and work of God, where we might see who Jesus is, where we might see the character of God, where we might have a move towards the great um, delight in the wisdom of heaven. We each need that space where we return to Jesus because we've been a wanderer from the truth, or we have... uh, been caught in the error of our pathways, the error of our ways, as James says. Do you know, Jesus had quite a lot of sophistication about sinners. When James says turning sinners from the errors of the ways, we must think deeply about how Jesus spoke of those who sin. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus told three stories, a story of a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. And Tim Keller rightly observes there that these speak of different ways in which sin has its way and work in our lives. In one aspect, we're just a wanderer. We're like the sheep that wanders away and then gets entrapped. We could also be like the lost coin, though, where we've been mishandled by those who had been entrusted with us. And then we can be like the lost sons. We could reject the heart of the Father and our life with the Father, and we can rebel against the ways of the Father. It's really important for us as we Consider what does it mean to create space for a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son? What does it mean for us to create space for a return to Jesus or a turning to Jesus of any precious person who might wander away, who might have been hurt and mishandled and have become a survivor of someone else's sin? And then even what do we do in creating space for those of us in times and seasons of our life where we might reject the good word of God and rebel against the heart of the Father? How do we create space? I'm 
really think James has modeled this all the way through. And in James 1, he said, Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And if we are to cultivate a community that is good, even in our soul care for each other, we must have mercy. We must also have Jesus' sophistication of discernment. We must go with Jesus to consider the log in our eye in order to attend to the speck that is in the eye of another person. Jesus says, how can you attend to the speck that's causing so much trouble for another person when you have a log in your own eye that you're totally unaware of? James has been working to create that concern for us. In the pastoral work of Gregory the Great, uh, he wrote uh, a book called Pastoral Care, or a Pastoral Rule, and in it he really encouraged, as early as the late 500s, that followers of Jesus and those who've been given care, pastoral care, in a congregation would would have discernment about their ways and means in addressing those who are wandering, those who are have turned towards error in their belief or in their behavior. And James's concern throughout this is that we might be a people who go beyond immaturity under pressure. I want to just quickly go through sort of the the sin and error of ways that James has covered in his letter, his book. Immaturity under pressure, pride and shame because of social circumstances, temptation, evil desire, and sin that moves us towards death, the missing of God, our Father, who is the giver of all good gifts, that we miss the one who is creating us in a new creation through the word of truth, that we might hold on to evil and moral filth, that we would show social favoritism and prejudice, that we would judge others, that we would not be living as God's friend, that in our speech we might be cursing, slandering, or boasting, that we might be quarreling and fighting, that pride might be having its way and creating a way in which we segment our life away from the church, our business, professional, and career life, and live in such a way that it seems to be separate from the core life that we're meant to have in Christ, that we might be greedy, hoarding, using and oppressing people, that we might become a a condemner of the innocent and even one who is complicit in taking their lives. James has been concerned that we would swear, that we would be prayerless, and that we might miss out on what God wants to produce in our lives as his people, as a people who have true faith in Jesus. And because of Jesus, the expectation is that new life will come. So soul care creates space for the return of a person to Jesus into both his truth and his grace. Not a move towards just doing whatever we want or a move towards legalism and being caught 
in having to just obey rules. But instead, we would operate in a way in which we might at times carry people back to Jesus and let them see the great and glory, uh, the greatness and the glory and the beauty of who Jesus is. But also we need some of the sophistication of um, Paul when he wrote to the Thessalonians. And he was encouraging the elders in the church to warn the idle and disruptive, to encourage the disheartened, to help the weak, and to be patient with everyone. Soul care creates space by being patient with everyone. But soul care must persevere because it has a hope. And this is the third thing that I want to draw our attention to in these verses. Soul care hopes for the glorious new making made possible by Jesus Christ. Notice he says, Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Do you know when James speaks of Jesus, he says that we um, are believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. And when he speaks of the good gifts that our Father gives, he speaks of the wisdom that comes from heaven. And so, we who are standing sometimes beside another person, walking with them in faith, we can see the trajectory of earthly wisdom in their lives. But we can also see the trajectory of heavenly wisdom. And so we must be reminded that heavenly wisdom actually does reap a harvest of righteousness. That heavenly wisdom moves us into the life in which we experience the power and presence of God through our weaknesses, through our frailties, and into the life of Christ. And so soul care persists in this hope that the making, the doing of the word is so possible in us as a community that's cultivating goodness. We are not a church of perfect people. We are a gathering made by Jesus of those who have been sick and sin sick, of those who have been disappointed and even despaired, but those who now have a new song in their hearts because of Jesus. And so, because Jesus is the joy that we see set before us, we endure, even through, at times, the denial of what we want and the carrying of a cross that sets us into conflict in our culture and setting. We persist. We persist. And so, I pray that this mutual ministry of soul care would be something that you and I both will experience so that God may produce goodness in our life together.